Your attention is precious. Pulled in a million directions for a million different reasons. Blue Cross Blue Shield of South Carolina works hard to make sure your health insurance isn't one of the many things distracting you from what's important. By making healthcare easier to navigate, we help keep your focus on the moments that matter most. Like dinner with loved ones. Letting you focus on you. That's the benefit of Blue. Learn more at BenefitOfBlueSC.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Mic Drop. The podcast where relevancy is irrelevant and we don't give a shit about your feelings. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it's both an honor and a pleasure to introduce my next guest to the Mic Drop podcast. He is the owner of Financially Fit Academy up there in Canada, eh? Uh, Also the owner of Balanced Bodies. Uh, He's got an Instagram following that would rival Michelle Obama. He's a Canadian badass that literally wipes his ass with maple leaves. He hasn't had a carb since 2009, and his stomach doubles as a laundromat in his off time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Colin Joseph. What's up, man? Thanks for having me here. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you coming on. I know you're a busy guy, and you, you have uh, all kinds of shit going on. I follow you on Instagram as well as you know almost a million other assholes do, and <laughs> And uh, I'm always baffled at like how much moving around you do and traveling and, and just all the different shit you have going on. So I'm, I'm excited to get into it uh, and to offer some of the, the expertise that you've gleaned over the years uh, in what you do for a living uh, in keeping in tradition with some of the fitness minded podcasts that uh, everybody seems to to uh, thrive on and, and request so much with mic drops. So I appreciate you making time out of your schedule to come all the fucking way out here because I know it's a bit of a trip. No, absolutely. It's uh I was up here, so I always wanted to have nothing but respect for you there, Mike, so I wanted to get on the podcast. No, I appreciate it. Um, what, what brings you to Dallas to begin with? Um, I was just, uh, there's the Icon Meals, uh, they had a Christmas party and stuff oh, like okay. that. Oh, okay, yeah. And I always liked Dallas. So. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so tough I just came up for that. Yeah, it's tough to beat. Um, all right, so I like to start everything off with a little bit of a, a lightning round and just ask some kind of stupid basic questions to get uh, get the juices flowing and uh, before we delve into the more serious shit. Uh, what, after it. Yeah, what's uh, what's your creepiest Instagram stalker story? Uh, I literally was just talking about this. <laughs> so I've become like desensitized to the creepy, the amount of creepy messages that I get. Mm-hmm. And usually like DMs are the creepiest ones because yeah. they're not as methodical. Like I never receive creepy emails because yeah. you have to like type in an email yeah. and it's kind of methodical. Yeah. So um, I received like, it was like a contract or like an agreement. And I was like, which I normally get from like supplement companies and apparel lines and stuff like that. So, um, I was going through the, uh, I just kind of briefly skimmed over it and I saw like $15,000. So I was like, Oh, I'm like, all right, whatever, like 15 grand, like you have my interest type thing. Yeah. So I started reading it and it was like super laid out and structured in the, in the sense that it was a guy, some rich dude from Dubai and he like wanted to pay me 15 grand to, 
I had to buy uh, 15 small rodents. <laughs> they, and it was like, it was all structured out. It was either like uh, hamsters, gerbils, mice. I already know where this to, is going. Up to rabbits. <laughs> I had 15 of them. I had to wear like six inch high heels, six inch red high heels, fishnet stockings. And he wanted me to step on all of them and kill all of them and then masturbate on their bodies and send him the video. So how long did it take you to do all that? So I made $15,000 <laughs> is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Dude, that is some fucking twisted that's shit. The, and like, I've become so desensitized to like yeah. the creepy messages that I received. That's the only one that sticks out in my memory yeah. all the time. Is that fairly a fairly recent one? No, it was like two years ago. Yeah. Jesus. I remember I was reading, I was with my brother and I just burst out laughing. I was yeah. like, what the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> Yeah, I think there's like a fetish term for that, right? It's uh, is it called trampling or crushing or something? I have shit no like idea. That. Probably. Why, why do I know that? That's a different episode. Uh, what's the, from your perspective of growing up in Canada? What's the what's the biggest difference just off the top of your head that uh, that you kind of uh, identify as between Canada and America, going back and forth so often between the two? Uh, there isn't really that much of a difference. The only thing I can think of off the top of my head would just be like how cold it is. Yeah. Even like politically guns wise. I mean, uh, oh yeah. Guns. Yeah. Definitely guns. Yeah. I mean, to me that always kind of sticks out as I me. Mean, I've got a couple of clients that are Canadian and every time I go up there, I'm like, God damn it. I, you know, I got to like sanitize my fucking car with yeah, e yeah, yeah. E everything out of it. But, uh, you know, to me, it, the the population difference is pretty huge too, right? It's a, um, it's a much more sparsely populated. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like where, like the city that I live in, it's probably the same size as like, take LA for an example. Um, like the city that I live in is the same size as LA. I don't know. I think LA has like 6 million people or something like that. We have like barely over a million. Yeah. So like, it's just, we have more landmass than the States. Yeah. So it's not as congested. Yeah. But yeah, definitely guns. Now that you say that, yeah, it's definitely guns. Yeah. Like I'll go up to visit my, my buddy. That's the team guy on team 10. And like, I'll jump in his car and there's like AR-15s and like nine millimeters. And he's yeah. like, oh, just move that. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. So yeah. it's always, it's just a different culture in the sense of like weapons and yeah. stuff. No, I know it. it uh, I always have to be careful every time I go up there. Uh, <laughs> what's your biggest gym pet peeve? I don't really have very many pet peeves. I don't like pay attention to people when I'm in the gym. I go in there, I do my thing and I get out in like 45 minutes. Nothing? Um, Guys that don't re-rack weights, I mean something? Yeah, 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 probably re-racking. But it's not like, I don't know. I'm there to work out. I just view it as, like, I can lift their weights and throw it back on the rack. And yeah. Like, it's just an added bonus to my yeah. workout. Yeah. For me, I, I mean, I have a gym here in my garage because the, the nearest one is 30 minutes away. But Yeah, we were, we were just talking about that. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, for me, like, I, I hate waiting on people. Like, if I'm doing a circuit or, or want to, yeah. you know, knock it out quick and there's, you know, three people deep on on whatever fucking piece of, piece of gear I want to jump on, that shit drives me nuts. But... I guess maybe my biggest pet peeve would be like going at like the peak hours at like 5 yeah. p.m. whenever that's super busy. Yeah. Or January yeah. 1st. Yeah, or January 1st. <laughs> what What is something that nobody knows about you or at least publicly, like something that you haven't disclosed that you're willing to do exclusively on the old mic drop? Oh, mic drop. There's, there's literally nothing that I haven't talked about on my social media, but um, Probably that I had a criminal record. No so shit. I, yeah, I wasn't allowed in the States until like, I was like 25. <laughs> what the fuck was that all about? Um, when I was like 19, I, I used to fight in MMA when I was younger. So um, I, think I, was, I think it was an after party for one of my MMA fights. And I was dating a girl at the time. She was, she was a super tiny girl. And she hadn't met one of my best friends. So we went to like a rival town of like... So I grew up in a super small town. So the next rival town is like 30 kilometers away. And... 
I'd been there previously and caused a bunch of trouble and stuff like that, as you usually do when you're a kid. And uh, so we went there. We went to this this town. It's called Bonneville, Bonneville, Alberta. And uh, we went there, and I was introducing my girlfriend at the time to my best friend just because they hadn't met each other. And a fight broke out as two other dudes that had nothing to do with us. And the bouncer previously didn't like me from a previous thing. So uh, he like ran and pushed me and I went flying and I fell into my girlfriend at the time and I spilled, I was holding two drinks and I spilled my drinks. But she went to like put her arm behind herself to brace herself when she fell. She ended up breaking her arm. And uh, so she's crying. I've got drinks spilt all over me. I'm pissed off. So I got up and I squared off the bouncer and I fought the bouncer. Um, but he ended up like, I ended up breaking his jaw and his orbital bones and he got some lacerations. It was really quick. It was only like 10, 15 seconds and I scooped her up and I took her to the hospital. But, um, that was on Saturday and then the cops picked me up on Wednesday morning. Oh shit. Yeah. So, um, I got like a five year criminal record. Um, it was like f- almost $50,000 in lawyer fees and, Jesus. um, reputable damages I had to pay the guy. Um, uh, I wasn't allowed in any liquor establishments for two years. I had a year of probation, and I had to uh, spend a little bit of time behind bars. But, um, yeah, yeah, so I, that's why I hadn't been to the States till I was, like, 25. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so to me, that, that sticks out as being a pretty stark contrast between the United States and Canada here. It's like, man, I'm fucking don't do it again. Oh, yeah, but also <laughs> part of the reason why it was not, like, why I got such a hefty fine was because the he, the guy didn't charge me. His brother was a police officer, so the police charged me, which is way worse. Was it like a pit, like assault and run or hit and run? Uh, it was assault causing bodily harm with grievance, is what the charge was. God damn. Yeah. So. Well, there there you heard it here first. Folks. There you heard it. That's the very first right. time I've ever told the story. That's awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm I think I already know the answer to this question, but most embarrassing thing that you can think of that's ever happened to you. Most embarrassing thing. <laughs> The only thing that sticks out in my mind is when I was in like high school, me and my buddies used to like fuck around with each other and like you'd try to like pants them, like pull their pants down, stuff like that. <laughs> and I like we had like these skills tests. So like in gym class, whatever, if you're doing like volleyball or basketball or whatever it may be, you had to like so for instance, this that this time we were we were playing volleyball and the gym teacher would throw up the ball and you would have to set the ball into like a target or like a box or something like that on their side. So I had just previously pantsed my friend Will in a Boston pizza, which is like a TGI Fridays or something like that. <laughs> so he was going to get me back. But the whole gym class, there's like 50 people or whatever, was all sitting on the, the, the bleachers and stuff. So the gym teacher throws up the ball. I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm getting ready to set the ball. And he pants me. And like, I thought my boxers were still on. Yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. But my dick was just hanging out. <laughs> and... Uh, like the gym teacher was sitting on a chair and he threw the ball. So like my dick was like in my gym teacher's face. That's like the most embarrassing thing I can think uh, of. That's fucking great. God damn. <laughs> fucking, you know, it's funny that uh, de-pantsing or pantsing, de-pantsing. <laughs> here I think we call it de-pantsing, but uh, like that shit never gets old. Like you could be. Oh, it's I always mean, funny. Whether you're five or fucking 55, <laughs> that shit's just stupid funny, but that's fucking great. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite cheat meal? Oh, pizza for sure. Yeah. yeah. There, there's some in the fridge. I, had, I fucked it up last night <laughs> watching uh, football. Uh, and this is one question I love to ask everybody, especially uh, more fitness-minded folks like yourself. I, I love to, to kind of get into the weeds of, of a typical morning. Like, 
excluding travel and, and doing shit outside the norm, but you're at, you're at home. What is, what is a morning routine, a typical morning routine look like for you? Um, so I, I do intermittent fasting. So mm-hmm. I do like a 16 and eight split. Mm-hmm. So I don't eat, I eat from 2 PM to 10 PM. Mm-hmm. So like I usually wake up like, I don't sleep too, too much. So I wake up like between like at like 10. I usually go to bed at like five and then I wake up at like 10. No shit. Yeah. I, I've just always been like that. I always, I've never really slept very much. But you stay up that fucking late, huh? Yeah, because I like, own my three different companies, so I'm usually like answering emails and talking to clients and stuff like that, um, or reading or something. But um, so yeah, I usually just wake up and I'll kind of like I usually just drink tea and then answer emails. If I like, so I have my Google Calendar and stuff like that, and like I have all my scheduled like uh, consultation calls and stuff like that with the Financially Fit Academy and all of our students and stuff. So depending on like whether what, what calls and stuff like that I have going on. But like typical morning, like I don't eat till two. So I usually just wake up, I have tea and drink some water and take my vitamins and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you typically work out in, in, when you first wake um, up? Or? Depending on like what my schedule is like. Like if I have like a bunch of shit going on, like mm-hmm. if I can't fit the workout and then I'll just go in the evening. Um, I don't really have a problem with working out like fasted or like I know that obviously there are some physiological disadvantages to working out like fast and stuff. But yeah. to me, it's all kind of the same. Yeah. Like I know that I'm going to be weaker if I haven't eaten for like... 15 or 16 hours or sure. something like that. But like, yeah. I'm consciously aware of that. So I don't, yeah. it doesn't bother me in any sense. Yeah. So, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, we'll get, uh, I've got a bunch of notes here for, for later on. We'll talk a little more about some of the workouts and supplements yeah. and eating and stuff. But to me, I, you know, that, that's kind of surprising to me, A, that you stay up that late, that you sleep that little, but also like that there's, you know, just having never met you before and seeing, you know, kind of your presence on social media, I think a lot of people would assume like you've got this fucking chemistry experiment worth of different bullshit that you, that you take in the morning. To me, it's, it's actually kind of refreshing to hear that, that you don't, you're like, yeah, I have some fucking tea and vitamins and get up and start my shit. Like it, I I think so many times people overcomplicate shit so bad to her. Oh yeah. Like, and like, I'm very intuitive to like my body. Like I'll eat when I'm hungry. Like I'll like, obviously like I follow like a guideline of healthy, like proteins, fats, carbs and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, for the most part, like it's always funny. Like when I start, like if I start dating a new girl or seeing a new girl, like I think that they create like a perception, like you're saying, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, like you must be like super healthy and you do <laughs> yeah. this and like that." I'm like, "No, fuck, I don't do any of that. Like yeah. I just do whatever I want to do and I live my life." And, yeah, oh, that's good shit. Yeah, like that's got to be. I mean, to me, like a, there's got to be balance and b if. If you're putting all this work and time and energy into it and not enjoying it, like, what's the fucking point, you know? Yeah, and, like, I did the, because I did, a, like, 12 or 11 or 12, like, fitness competitions and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, I've done the whole six meals a day and, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's not for me. Fuck, it's a full-time job. It seems oh, I know, like. just, it's a full-time job just eating. Yeah. No, that shit's fucking nuts. Um, all right, so moving into just kind of the, the background, uh, childhood growing up, where uh, where did you grow up in, in Alberta, you said? Yeah, I grew up in a really small town in like northern central Alberta, or northern Alberta, central Canada. Um, it's called Cold Lake. Oddly enough, the lake is very cold. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I grew up there. It was like population like 5,000 people or something. It's grown a little bit since then, but it was like 5,000 at the time that I grew up. Yeah. So yeah, my dad was in the military. Um, he was in the Canadian Special Forces. And then him and my mom split up when I was like five. He was overseas and stuff like that all the time. So typical military family. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I, I grew up with my mom and I, I wasn't super close to my dad until he retired from military when I was like 13 or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, I grew up with my mom, single mom. Like we didn't, 
have too too much and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's, any, that's where I grew up. Any siblings? The only child? Yeah, I have, no, I have an older brother. He's two years older than yeah. I am. Any uh, anything in terms of you guys growing up, like conflicts, or you guys were tight? You're not. Tight? Oh no, we're super tight now. Like we we're fucking hated each other when we yeah. were growing up. Yeah. Like oh, we fought all the time, and if we were at like a high school party, we weren't talking to each yeah. other, and like we had like mutual friends because we were only two years apart. Yeah. But like. Yeah, no, like we hate each other until pretty much he went to college and like we moved out and we like became adults essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it was just like yeah. that we were stuck together. Like yeah. we were always like in each other's faces. Yeah. Well, like, so uh, phys- physical fitness wise, is he in, into working out similarly? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's in really good shape. Yeah. yeah he's, is he bigger or smaller than you? Or? Uh, he's a little bit taller than I am. He's like about the same weight as me. Yeah. And my dad's like a, I was very lucky with the, in the gene pool. My dad's yeah. a freak. He's a freak athlete. Like he'll yeah. go out and he'll bike like sixty kilometers a day. Still, and, even huh? Oh, he's out of control. Yeah. So I got lucky in that sense. Yeah. Do you ever uh, fuck with your dad? Like grapple with him, wrestle with him? Oh, like, uh, so my dad used to be a, like a very good boxer. He still is. But um, so like growing up, he would always spar with us when we were kids and stuff like that. Like I remember like the first time I ever got a bloody nose, he just fired one down the pipe and just blew my nose everywhere. I was like eleven <laughs> or something like that, and he like wanted to see how I was going to react to me getting a bloody nose yeah. but um yeah like i used to wrestle with my dad and stuff like that and like he'll always just jump and fucking attack me he's just yeah. a big kid yeah yeah no i'm super close to my dad he's yeah one of the best men that i know so if you uh if you fuck with him now do you uh are you at a point in your life where you can get the best of him between oh you? yeah when i was like when i started fighting mma and like training and stuff like that yeah. when i was like 20 like it was when i was starting to like so he pass started the torch there's more respect uh given yeah. from him than, <laughs> yeah the tsn turning point yeah that's fucking great my uh, so my dad i mean he wrestled in uh i mean all growing up he wrestled with dan gable in high school and, and he wrestled uh, awesome. in college and and so and he's uh, he's a bigger guy than i am and even to this day like he'll still he's still a fucking handful you know <laughs> like i'm like god damn he's almost 70 and and he's still he'll, he'll still get after it. Um, he stays pretty active, you know. Still too. But. That's good. You got to be moving. Oh, like, I know. If you once you stop moving, that's when you start getting decrepit and like your body starts breaking down. That's no bullshit. I know with this uh, tricep injury, it's definitely made things hurt that that haven't normally. Yeah. Because I'm not using my body the same way. I still yeah. still am active, but. But you're like being more consciously aware to be like yeah more reserved in certain oh, yeah. things and stuff. Yep. Uh, family influence, obviously. So your dad was in the military. Was there any any thought process uh, given towards joining yourself, or was was he more of a, against it, or did it not? No, really he, no, he was fully fully for it. And I and I would have uh, went the Army Special Forces route. That was my plan. But when I got my criminal record, things oh, yeah. changed. Yeah. So, which I always look back now, and like I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. Um, are this so they're they're ultra selective about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time they were. I think like they changed. Like they're always changing depending yeah. on how much like soldiers they need and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, at the time it was like a, a no go type thing. Yeah. No, I get it. Uh, any any traumas or like super powerful or, or um, you know big impact experiences as as a child growing up that shaped anything that uh, affects you today? Not that I can think of. Like in the sense that. Um, no, like I like I didn't have any like super bad traumas. Like I didn't have it like I don't know. Your life's only as bad as you make it. Yeah. Yeah. So um no, I didn't have any like really bad traumas, I don't think. Not yeah. that I can think of off the top yeah. of my head. Any anything from your mom that uh that has shaped who you are in terms of work ethic? I mean, obviously growing up with a single mom, there's gotta be an element. Oh of- yeah, like and like we didn't have much. We didn't have a car, we like never had cable. I still to this day have never owned cable. 
just like we we definitely didn't like didn't have much money and stuff like that. And I always remember seeing like how and my mom started her own company. She started like a uh, it was like a spa, like a tanning spa, massages and facials and stuff like that. Um, which she did really well. She owned it for like seventeen or eighteen years, and then she just sold it a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, I always remember her like just her work ethic was like we didn't have much, but she always like worked her ass off. So like it definitely shaped me in the sense that I know that if I if I don't do that, and I, people always ask me this, they're like, oh, how do you stay motivated? Like, where do you get your motivation? My biggest motivation is just that if I don't do the fucking work, nobody's gonna do it for me. Yeah. So. If I want something, I got to work my ass off to get it. That's how life is. Yeah. I don't have anybody giving me any fucking handouts or anything like yeah. that. So that like, and I remember that from like my mom, like she was always, she'd work like 16 hour days, yeah. come home, like cook for us, like do us, take us to hockey practice, stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. you played hockey growing up, huh? Everybody plays hockey. <laughs> everybody plays hockey in Canada. Yeah. That's like fucking football in Texas. It's like football and wrestling here yeah. in the States. Uh, were there any other sports that you played growing up? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I played hockey until like probably from like four to like 14 and then I switched to football and uh then I played football for like my high school like the, the end of my high school career but yeah so I played football I played like badminton and like badminton yeah I don't know <laughs> I just like badminton my brother was really good at badminton that's fucking that's hilarious yeah so I played badminton like I went to provincials like one oh, provincials yeah, that's a fucking trip. So uh, one of the things that I'm sitting here a little surprised by is is actually the football thing. I know like there's the college football league and and a lot of guys that uh, you know either get injured or they you know they get in trouble or they second chance whatever. A lot of times they go play play ball up there. But up in CFL, yeah. How, how was that experience in in Canadian high school playing football? Like, is that? It, it's it's definitely not like what it is here. Like, it's yeah. not like you're not like the cool kid if you play football and stuff. Like, yeah. you're the cool kid if you play hockey. Yeah. But I just like hitting people, and yeah. I know I could hit more people <laughs> if I played football. Yeah. So that's fucking great. Yeah. So I switched from hockey to football. Yeah. What uh, if if you could just for the listener because you know most of them are are stateside although there's Canadian there's European yeah. Australian whatever I, I'm curious because just out of pure ignorance I don't I don't have a real good grasp on the public school system does it differ uh, from from what you're aware of from high school and, and can you describe that uh, that I process I don't think it like differs I don't know too too much about like the American school system yeah from like what I've seen I, I don't think it differs much yeah I know that like there's like. I just from what I've heard on the news that you, you guys are underfunded in teachers and stuff like that, obviously oh, because time. you guys are overpopulated here in the states. Yeah, um, maybe that comes into effect, but I, I just don't know too too much about the American school system. Like it's good in Canada. What uh, like, do you remember? What your what size graduating class? Oh, my graduating class was <laughs> the biggest one in my town's history, and it was like a hundred people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, so I mean, to me, I, I think you know a recurring theme is just the the population difference between. Here and there is, is pretty, yeah. pretty dramatic, which I, I like. I mean, that's one of the things here. It's like people talk about, uh, you know, a host of different politic uh, issues, which we'll get into. But, you know, there's a lot of them that stem from exactly that is that there's a, a, a finite amount of resources and there's more and more people. Yeah, there, there is no way around that. Like at some point there's a there's a, a breaking point or a, a diminishing return where where you're just fucking at a point where it doesn't matter how you skin that fucking cat. You're screwed because there's too many fucking people and not enough shit to support it. But um, whereas Canada, every time I've been there, like I'm like, God damn, this, I mean, it's a lot like where I live out here, but it's it's more that way in more places, you know. Yeah, it's it's funny because uh, like the province that I live, Alberta, is exactly like Texas. Yeah, minus we don't have the guns yeah. and it's way colder. Yeah. Besides that, it's it's exactly like the the prairies, like yeah. the blue collar, like oil field. Because 
Well, like where I live, it's a very oil-driven mm-hmm. uh, province. So I used to be a B-pressure welder. I welded in the oil field for like six years um, before I got into the online space and doing my like entrepreneurial stuff. But yeah, Texas is a lot like uh, where I grew up. Yeah. So yeah. So I always like Texas. I have a good time when I come yeah. here. Yeah. And so that's actually my next question is uh, that early adulthood. Like, can you describe from you graduate high school, what, what happened for you after that? Um, so I graduated high school. I was like 17 at the time when I graduated. Then I went to, uh, I worked in the, on the rigs, like the oil rigs. Mm-hmm. Um, did that for like a year. So I moved out, got my own place and stuff like that. Did that for like a year. Then I started my apprenticeship to, to be a welder. So I welded for six years or six and a half years or something like that. Got my B pressure, had my own truck and subcontracted in my own company and stuff like that. And then, yeah. And then eventually it was, uh, I was just fucking tired of it. Cause you work like, I was working like 14, 12 to 14 hour days. You're working anywhere from one to 36 days straight. You make a shit ton of money, yeah. but you don't get to spend your money. You yeah. don't, you don't have a life. You don't have a life. You're up in like, uh, like desolate fucking cold, like, towns mm-hmm. or you're in a camp like a work camp and they just like put you there and there's nothing there there's yeah. you and three thousand other guys yeah so Fucking sword fight yeah fuck pretty much <laughs> or like three women that are questionable yeah so um yeah so i was just tired of that and then i uh i just said fuck it and then i um i had no money put away i had no money set aside or anything like that i moved to the complete opposite side of canada uh, i was chasing a girl <laughs> and then uh, when I got there, I was like, I sold all my stuff, got there. I had like $400 in my bank account after I paid for gas and stuff like that to get there. So I was like, all right, well, now I'm here. And like, she's under the impression that I fucking have my shit together, which I definitely <laughs> did not. So that's where like understanding and learn how to make money. And then I think I made like $4,500 in like two days in like online work. And I was like, fuck, I'm like, I'll never go back to trading time for dollars. Yeah. So, and then that's where I started my first company. And then I grew to my second and then my third. And, yeah. Yeah. So from a, it's interesting about the, the welding thing. I mean, I, I did a brief stint with Exxon mobile, um, okay. for the better part of a year in between, like while I was setting up the dog business, right? Making sparks and breaking hearts. Not exactly, but, uh, close. I mean, mostly breaking, breaking roughnecks. (laughs) Sorry guys, I'm married. No, the, uh, it was a, it was a natural gas rig up in Northern, uh, Northern Colorado, but, uh, but it, it was a neat experience in terms of, of seeing that uh, you know middle America type of type of feel. I mean, obviously for me in the military, it's it's largely that way also. But uh, getting to to be in a civilian environment uh, where where it's that same type of type of feel and same type of guys and whatever was uh, you know it was, a, it was a good experience for yeah. me. But um, is there is there any element of that that you miss? Uh, people ask me that all the time. I just kind of miss like bullshit with the guys and stuff like yeah. that and like fucking around. To me, playing, playing pranks on each other and stuff yeah. like that. Well, that, the one thing I will say about both the military and like roughneck type type crews is that you have to worry a whole hell of a lot less about hurting people's feelings and being politically. Oh yeah, and all yeah. That shit, like man. I remember, like wow, that's some of the jokes and stuff like that you'd say and like yeah. tell and stuff, and like that's why, like I don't, I don't ever get offended by yeah. anything. So like that's why people are like, oh, doesn't this bother you? And people are like talking. About it. I'm like, no, like you yeah. got to have thick skin to yeah, be. Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, so how, how did that train? Like, so you, you moved from, uh, being in the oil field and welding to doing some online work. How yep. did that kind of transfer into, and if you can walk us through like how that transitioned into, into what you're doing now? Um, it was really just, I, I honestly like just, 
fell into it. I just fucking, I just said, fuck it. And I went after it. And then like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I had no game plan. I had no, like, I wasn't prepared in any way. Um, and that's kind of how I've always lived my life. If I'm interested in something, I'm just going to go do it. And once I, once I get my feet moving, I'll figure out how to like, yeah. how to do something. Yeah. So, and that's pretty much what I did. I just said, fuck it. And I'm like, I'll figure it out as I go type thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, which it did really well. I was able to figure out, I, I remember spending like nights just like researching and trying to figure out how to the best times to post because this was like I didn't have any social media up until like 2000 and I think it was like mid 2015 I didn't have Facebook didn't have Instagram I didn't even know what Instagram was I thought Instagram was like a filter yeah. like for filtering <laughs> pictures or something like that yeah. I remember my very first Instagram post like I think I put like I, I thought you had to only use hashtags mm-hmm. in the caption so I just put hashtag like picture or something <laughs> like that yeah. I don't know yeah but anyways, I had no idea about like social media or anything like that. And I really was like kind of just going through like a breakup and I used like Instagram for, um, because I, I wasn't able to fight in MMA anymore because they changed the rules and regulations to, it used to be, you just had to get your blood work done. You had to have your hepatitis A, B and C, and then your HIV and stuff like that. And then, um, a doctor's note. And then that was it, but they changed it to, uh, you had to have a CT scan. And when I was a kid, when I was like five, I fractured my skull and they cut out a piece of uh, my skull like the size of a golf ball. So I have like a soft spot on the side of my head. That's why I have that scar here. So when they changed that, I was no longer able to like compete in MMA or anything like that. So I was like, well, I'm super competitive by nature. I'm like, I need something to do. A friend of mine was like, well, why don't you look into like men's physique competitions? Like you kind of have the look and your body's like built like that. So I was like, cool. So I looked into it and then I really only started my social media just to um, post pictures and progress pictures and stuff like that. And then one thing led to another, and then I started like realizing that people were reaching out to me and asking about training, and I didn't know what online training was. I didn't know that you could even teach people online and like protect your time and not have to do one-on-one training and stuff like that. So when I started cluing in on that, you could monetize on this. That's when I started my first online training business. Yeah. yeah. One thing I noticed you glossed over is you broke your fucking head when you were five years old. That was, oh yeah. To me, it's probably, probably a, you know, traumatic fucking experience when you, like, well, I don't what remember happened? it. So like, <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. It happened and yeah. I fucking how, deal how with did it. You, how did you crack your fucking skull? Um, I was a kid and my, um, we were moving from Ontario, Canada to uh, Alberta. And from what I remember and like what I've been told, we were, like I was playing road hockey and we shot a ball. I shot a ball under a moving truck, like the big Atlas Van Lines moving trucks. I went and got it. And when I came out, uh, a couple teenagers were bicycling by, and the handlebar clipped my head and like just ripped out my whole skull and oh, like, my brain and everything. Fucking knock you smooth out and all that. Yeah, yeah. So I like, I had to. Um, it was like two years it took me to do, like to uh, protect it. So I wasn't able to um, like read and like I wasn't able to function and stuff like that. Like I didn't really learn how to read until I was like nine or ten. I had to wear a hockey helmet, not sorry, not a hockey helmet, like a <laughs> like a like a bike helmet to protect, protect my head yeah. for like a year. So I was the kid that was in school that oh was like fucking God. weird because I was wearing a hockey helmet <laughs> or not a hockey helmet, a, a bike helmet, yeah, fucking skateboard helmet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and like I definitely didn't make me make any friends when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, no shit. But it is what it is. Like yeah, yeah. And since so now, but now there's they didn't put anything. No, so I could have had them, like, and my parents told me this, they could have had them put a plate in, yeah. but it would have, um, it could have potentially made it so I wasn't able to, like, learn as, and develop as fast. Oh, no so shit. they decided not to put it in. And, like, I had to go to, like, a bunch of different, like, reading courses. I remember, like, reading with my dad when I was, like, eight and nine and, like, fucking just being upset that I couldn't read and everybody else could read and stuff yeah. like that. So 
I was at a little bit of a disadvantage when I was a kid, so. Yeah, fuck, but, man. That's that's no bullshit. At this point, is there anything that they can put in to... to uh, I could do, like, the plate now if I wanted to, but like, I don't fucking care. Like, yeah. Like, it's obviously not causing any yeah, problems. Yeah, it doesn't cause me any problems. It would just be a pain in the ass, like... Yeah. It'd be an extra surgery that I don't need for anything. Yeah. As long as I'm not getting smacked in that soft spot, like... Yeah. It's all yeah. good. Yeah, no shit. Uh, speaking of surgeries, we're going to talk about Canadian medicine, but but towards the end, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The in terms of workouts, obviously, like you know, that's kind of the backbone of of what you do in terms of offering that type of advice and training people uh, online, et cetera. But I'm I'm always curious to get uh, your take or, or people like yours uh, takes on on the different types of workouts. And I know you know it's something I, I've done my entire adult life. But uh, if you could kind of synopsize like your philosophy on on working out for specific goals or body types or whatever you know kind of the the three minute elevator pitch if you will of 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 what you what you think yeah and like i always say that work workouts barring the fact that like you're like not working out for like like performance or something like that like if you're a highly like if you're an athlete or something you have to like work out towards that like i understand that but like for the average person the general population i feel like that workouts and nutrition are tailored towards like your lifestyle. So like you're not going to do a workout that, or you're, there won't be any longevity in a workout that you don't like that, that you don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. So same with nutrition. Like if, if you want to do a ketogenic diet, like sure, it'll work for you. Obviously it's going to work for you, but like, you're not going to be able to sustain that if, if that's not what you're interested in. Yeah. Like with myself, with intermittent fasting, that's what fits my lifestyle. That's, that's, that's why I've been able to do it for like two and a half years now. Mm -hmm. I don't even think about it. It's awesome. It just works for my lifestyle, but that might not work for you. It may not work for somebody else. So whatever your training is, same with training. So if you want to do like a powerlifting, like, uh, like type training aspect, or if you want to do like a hypertrophy, like a training aspect, like whatever fits your lifestyle and whatever is going to work for you to keep you active and like, growing and progressing and that you enjoy that like, that's that's what's going to work best for you yeah so that, that's why like whenever i do like uh consultation calls and stuff like that with my balanced bodies company and whatnot um i, I like to talk to people and like see like what what's your lifestyle like like what, what are your eating habits like what time do you wake up at like what's your what, what's your routine yeah because then i can like figure out what training like either training like regime will work for you or like nutritional approach will work for you. Sure. Well, and that's interesting because I, you know, one of the things that I've noticed that, that there's a huge parallel between online training with working out and with dog training is that I think for your average, you know, for the 98% of, of the assholes out there that, that are interested in either one of them, they get bombarded by people uh, in our positions of being so far in the weeds that they're just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, just just keep it simple. Yeah. You know, like they, they just want to know, like, here's my lifestyle. Like, here's kind of my basic goal. Like, how the fuck do I get there without talking about, you know, like breaking down, well, you know, this many sets and, you know, doing negatives on it. Like, uh, yeah. I'm curious to get your take. Like, do you try to, to keep it really simple for people so that it's it's easier to manage and follow? Or do you? Um, like I generally usually kind of like keep it relatively simple. And then like, as we like progress, like if they bought like a 90 day package or something like that for after the first like two weeks, like if they're wanting more, okay, all right. Like you're, you're getting more comfortable now. So like yeah. I can add more stuff. I'm not going to fucking throw you in doing like supersets and like, like different, like, all right, every like 30 seconds you're doing this, like, unless that, that's what you want. Yeah. But like for the most part, I usually keep it like relatively simple. Yeah. How, how about for you yourself? Like do you, in terms of, and I use the air quotes programming, 
like do you get super into the weeds like where you're really keeping track of stuff to um that? i've always been like but i just do it like i don't even think about like my stuff like so like i've been working out since i was like 11 years old um like i just like i don't have to like i don't have to have a notepad or anything like that unless i'm like writing down like weights and stuff like that and i want to like track my progression but for my workouts like i'm in and out like i don't want to be in the gym i want to be in and out in like 35 to 45 minutes yeah so i superset everything um i usually take like a 15 second 15 30 second break um just to like walk to the water fountain get a drink of water and then i come back that's like Mm -hmm. my like set or like my break yeah and then I just, I superset everything. So by that. Uh, Except for like legs and back day where I need like longer break periods and stuff. So can you break down um, or synopsize like the, you work, on, you know, two days on, one day off, like you work these types of body parts. Uh, so with my training, um, I just work out every day until my body tells me I need a break. Yeah. So I'll work out like seven days in a row. And then if I need a break, I'll take a day or two off if I need to. And yeah, that, that's how I've always trained. And and do you break it up in, in the days that you train like yeah yeah so I'll do chest like, day or? yeah I'll do like uh, like a, a chest day like a leg day uh, I split up my legs I split up my quads my hamstrings I train like my I have a quad day a hamstring day and then I have a full leg day mm-hmm. so and then I like do legs I don't really train arms like because I I always had bigger arms so I had to like grow my shoulders and my chest in to fit my arms yeah. But it was because when I was in high school, all I did was fucking arms for like yeah. every day for like three yeah. days, three Curls years. Girls for the girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I had gigantic <laughs> arms that didn't fit my body. Yeah. So. Um, arm wrestler. Yeah, yeah. For like four years. Oh, and I'd be at bars and people would want to arm wrestle me and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm not going to arm wrestle you. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so uh, one, one thing I'm curious about, I guess, is like not to get too far in the weeds uh, and contradict myself here, but I am curious, uh, you know, like about how long are you spending in the gym and, and do you find yourself like if you're doing chest as an example, like is it an hour and you're doing five different fucking exercises or like, what does that break? Um, down look like? I'm usually in there for like 35 to 45 minutes to superset everything. And then I usually do like five to seven exercises mm-hmm. depending on like uh, a little bit more if I'm doing like, if I'm doing like calves and like hamstrings or something like that, mm-hmm. like I'll do like 10. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, I'm usually like five to seven exercises. And so, and so five to seven exercises of how many, about uh, four sets of like, depending on what it is, like it's usually if like with chest, I'll do like lower reps, higher or yeah. Yeah. Lower reps, uh, higher sets. So I'll do like five sets of like four to eight. Yeah. And then with everything else, I usually do like 12 to 15 reps and four sets. All right. In terms of like comparing traditional weightlifting to say CrossFit or, or something that would maybe be deemed. Uh, or coined as as a more functional fitness type of thing. Do you find yourself doing much of that, any of that, none of that? Like, um, I w- I would love to do CrossFit, but like I broke my nose so many times, I just I can't breathe through my nose. Mm-hmm. So like my cardiovascular isn't the best. Yeah. I would love to do CrossFit because CrossFit is amazing. It's I think that CrossFit's one of the best workouts you can do. The only reason it has a negative connotation is because they give you advanced lifting techniques. They time you. And they fucking have soccer moms doing like yeah. Olympic lifts. Yeah, snatches. So yeah, everybody just gets fucking injured. Who doesn't love the snatch? Let's be honest. Yeah. So if you if you look at the top CrossFit athletes, they're all freaks in nature. Yeah. They're all like unreal oh, athletes. Jacked. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do any type of Olympic lifts, clean and jerks? Uh, no, 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 not not so much. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before Sarah discovered ChumbaCasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah. Woo! Often thinks about the old boring Sarah yes. and wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over a hundred casino-style games, so join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just because, yeah, I, usually, like, I do like deadlifts and stuff like that. Yeah. That's what it is. That's about the extent of it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of uh, anything else you want to add workout-wise to uh, to give the viewer a, a pearl of wisdom, if you will, or maybe it's an anal bead of wisdom, I don't know. <laughs> um, just do what you like. It, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't have to work out. Like, like working out's amazing. Like, it's a great outlet for different, like, depressions and things like that. But, like, just be active. Yeah. Do whatever you like. If you like fucking playing badminton, go play badminton. Fucking if you want to go... What do they call it? The shuttlecock? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, it's shuttlecock. <laughs> so, Why yeah, is it do whatever that? you like. Walk yeah. your dog. If, yeah. if, walk your dog if that's yeah. if it keeps you active. Yeah, fucking shuttlecock. God bless whoever came up with that name. Yeah. All right, so supplements. Obviously, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. I have no doubt, like, there's probably hundreds, if not thousands of assholes that probably approach you to, to slide their shit into, into your posts. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I have, you know, my thoughts on supplements is, is fairly skeptical. I've, I've come across a few that, that I can legitimately, you know, tell a difference on, but I'm, yeah. I'm curious to get your take on them, both generally speaking, and then specifically, there's just a few that I mentioned, uh, creatine, pre-workout, post-workout, BCAAs, and, yeah. and just recovery in general, like give me the Reader's Digest scoop on what your thoughts are on them. Yeah, so there are like a plethora of shitty bullshit supplements out there. Like um, I would say like the ones that I would, like, people ask me like what supplements do I need to take? Like take a good protein, like obviously protein will help you and aid with you, but make sure it's a good reputable protein source. Otherwise it's probably just filled with fillers and horse shit. What's your take on the, the source of where that protein's coming from? Do you have a preference? Um, not so much. Like I use a whey isolate, um, like New Zealand whey. I'm not too like too familiar on it. I know that New Zealand whey is like up there. It's like one of the top like proteins. Um, but I don't know too many companies that use it. I think there's like a few out there. Like um, I don't know if I can even say them. Anyways, but uh, <laughs> we can edit it out. Yeah, yeah, no, but um, yeah, like the the, the four uh, that I, the four major ones I always say is that to uh, get a, a good BCAA. Uh, like if, if if you want to use a creatine, creatine's obviously your body naturally produces it. Like it's a reputable supplement. Uh, creatine. Uh, protein and uh, just use a fucking good multivitamin. Like you don't need like fat burners and this and that and like. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel this, well. I guess two things. One, do you do you take? We'll just, I'll just call it for people that, that don't know what BCA branch chain amino acids. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you take them and do you notice a difference if you don't take them? I wouldn't say I, I notice a difference if I don't take them. 
Um, but I do take them. I take it intra and post workouts. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just been always something I've taken, and or not always taken, but like when I was like twenty five, I started taking it and like implementing yeah. it. How old are you now? Uh, I just turned thirty. Yeah. Um. So you don't take a pre workout then? Oh, I do take pre workout, but that's like I know it doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> but like, it's like it, I have to take I love, it. I love the honesty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, if I don't take it, like I don't really notice a difference. Yeah. But I just like it's just my habit. It's my routine. Because yeah, yeah. I've been doing it like since I was like 20. Yeah. But I know it doesn't fucking do anything for me. It doesn't aid me in any way. The, the niacin makes your, your skin tingle. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It. And it's like a, a placebo effect type yeah. thing. Well, well, I mean, so my last guest, that was, uh, or the last episode that just aired, depending on when this airs, I don't know if it'll be in order, but, uh, you know, it was Jeff Nichols, and we yeah. talked a little bit about, you know, there, there absolutely is something to that, just routine. And with dog training, like, context is fucking everything. Routine is is really what gives you the ability to, to bring a dog to that next level if yeah. you're super consistent. So, I mean, irrespective of, of uh, effect or not, I, I, I do understand that there there is a, a mental switch and, and a contextual benefit to, to, you know, staying in that routine. Oh, so yeah. Like if, if I don't like drink that, my pre-workout, my workout's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah because, I mean, like, I'm consciously, like, thinking, yeah. like, oh, shit, I should have drink my pre-workout. Yeah, yep. I need my... I need my pre-workout. I need my, my headphones. That's all yeah, I need. Yeah. Yeah. And what what type of fucking jams are you listening to in the gym? I listen to everything. I listen to country, <clears throat> rap, reggae, classical. Like I don't need music to fire me up. Like so, I'll listen to fucking classical, like jazz, when I'm working out. Like oh, I'll shit. listen to rap. I'll listen to reggae. I'll listen to country. I'll listen to like any, any metal. At all? I just need music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I listen to a lot of like Disturbed and yeah. uh, Five Finger Death Punch and stuff like yeah. that. Nickelback's got to be huge, right? No, no, not, not on my playlist, but they're a big in Canada. Avril Lavigne, maybe. She's Canadian, right? Hey, she just put out a good song. She's actually from, she was born in the same uh, very, very, very small town that I was born in. No shit. And she's from Belleville, Ontario. You guys are about the same age, aren't you? Yeah, so apparently, like, Turns out you, you word know. on the street is we, like, went to the same schools together yeah. because she's the same age as me. She's a year older than me. No shit. Yeah. God, that's a fucking trip. Yeah, small, small I didn't know that until like a few years yeah. ago. So you, did, you didn't even know her then, obviously. No. Yeah. I was like, because I left there when I was like five. Oh, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. That's a fucking trip. Anything else supplement-wise that, uh, that's worth mentioning in terms of shit that's worth taking? Not I did MCT oil. MCT oils. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that you had some in your, in your cabinet. Yeah. 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 You don't need to like overcomplicate anything. Yeah. For, for me, I mean, one of the podcasts I did has been a few months now, but I'm huge on collagen and MCT oil yeah. for, you know, being 40 um, and just joints and, and the abuse that I put through my body and being yeah. in SEAL teams and everything. Like I, I absolutely notice a difference taking that shit. But um, no, yeah, especially being like on the SEAL teams, like my buddy that I was talking about that's on Team 10, like fuck, he's just body's falling apart. Oh, yeah. like, oh it's brutal. Yeah. I'm like, fucking man, you brutal. need to fucking start taking care of yourself. Yeah. It, it's hard to when, uh, you know, when the job takes precedence over yeah, every yeah. other element of your life. But plus it's your mentality and just, yeah. and you're surrounded by other guys that have that mentality. Yeah. So it elevates yeah. that mentality. Triple A personality. Yeah. Um, I am curious just to get your take on not just steroids, but performance enhancing drugs across the board that are considered illicit or, uh, or illegal in terms of, you know, what, obviously like there are a lot of guys, uh, especially that are, you know, higher profile, bodybuilder or fitness influencer type guys in your shoes that that i have no doubt i mean tell by looking at them oh, yeah, they're on sure. some shit what, what's your take on them uh generally speaking so i have two takes like you're an adult do your fucking research if you're, if you're gonna take steroids go ahead it's no different than smoking or drinking like yeah. they're not good for you in any way yeah. but you're an adult do your research like i'll have like people that message me and they're like 
hey, I'm thinking about taking steroids. I don't know these people. They're like, hey, I'm thinking, thinking about steroids. <laughs> yeah, um, like, what do you think? Yourself. I'm like, why the fuck are you asking me? Would you go up to a stranger and be like, hey, I'm thinking about smoking. Like, yeah. what do you think I should start yeah. doing it? I'm no. thinking about scoring some heroin. What do yeah. You think? yeah, do your fucking research. You're an adult. Yeah. So if you're going to do steroids, go ahead. Like, just be aware of the dangers and just be aware, do them smartly yeah. if, if you are going to. Um, and then with sports... I think you should be able to do steroids if you want to, as long as you're not in a physical sport. Yeah. Like if you want to play fucking baseball and you want to jack a ball 700 feet, I don't know, go ahead, all the power to you. Yeah. But if you're going to do them in like MMA and you're going to break someone's face, like, yeah. or like football and like potentially injure or like kill somebody, yeah. eh, I'm kind of like on the fence. Yeah. But if you want to play basketball, and I don't know fucking, or I don't know about basketball, but like baseball, you want to be able to hit a ball fucking 700 feet, like all the power to you. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I, to me, I would even take it a step further. Like, you know, with all the stuff with say Lance Armstrong and the tour de France yeah. and, and shit like that. I mean, to me, I'm curious, you know, I, my opinion is, and I'm curious to get yours is that, you know, my take is where do you draw the line, right? Is that take, take the tour de France as a, as a good example of what we're talking about is that how, how is blood doping an advantage, but not having, say, you know, a, a financial salary cap that's twice of what every other team has, you know, or you've got better trainers, better coaches, yeah. better re- like that's an unfair advantage. But, yeah. you know, same with football, though. It's like, yeah. you know, to me, like if it's all or nothing, like either either mandate, like you have to eat this and you can only pay your coaches yeah. X. And, you know, I mean, I know there's some salary caps, but there's ways around a lot of that shit. And yeah. so. You know, to me, again, it's like, where, where do you draw that fucking line of saying this is okay, but this isn't? Because to me, it, it falls into one of those same fucking categories. Yeah, there's so many different variables, like like you're saying. And like, yeah, that is obviously an advantage and stuff like that, having more like financial resources and whatnot. Like, look at fucking the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I'm sure they're... they're uh, their financial resources are significantly higher than like I don't fucking know. Coincidentally, it doesn't seem to help them all well, that fucking much. I was much. just gonna say I don't think they're doing very well. <laughs> no, I mean but, they, they're all right. They could be doing way fucking better for yeah. what they have. But it's same with like hockey teams and stuff like that. Like Edmonton Oilers, they're they're the the team that I it doesn't help them in any way. But anyways, they get dead last every fucking year, yeah. so they get the first round draft yeah. pick every year. They yeah. have a team full of unreal like players. Yeah. And they still suck. Yeah, they still suck. But anyways, <laughs> but they're all like really young and they're kind of trying to mesh and like they'll be yeah. good in like a couple of years, I think. Yeah. But like that's an advantage. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, there there's just a ton of different variables and stuff yeah. like that. So especially with like blood doping and stuff, like you're not really like it is kind of cheating, but you're not really like putting anything different into your body. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, my, my take is, is it may surprise people. Like I, I don't give a shit, you know, like if people want to jack themselves up and that's what they do for a living, I, mean, I, I take the same perspective even more so in the military. Like I, I think our special operations, especially like give those fuckers every advantage. That is exactly what I tell you know? my buddy, like that's on team 10, like all the time. Like if yeah. anybody should be taking steroids, it should yeah. be you guys. Yeah. I mean like your life's on the line. Fucking yeah. do everything. You, I mean, smartly. I mean, it's not me, even their life. It's your, the yeah. lives of the fucking country yeah. that you're defending. Yeah. I mean, to me, like have have smart, educated, sound fucking doctors that are that are yeah. monitoring all of it and, and use it as a as a supplemental fucking program. Like I, to me, it's it's baffling that they don't. I, um, I yeah, because it was baffling because like my buddy was telling me that you guys are tested like all the yeah. time, like just you did oh, yeah. like testing protocols and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, like they that. test the shit out of us. Yeah, I think it's fucking stupid. Yeah. If anything, you guys should be on growth hormone, like a TRT, a testosterone yeah. replacement therapy. Like that'd probably be good enough. Yeah. But so, like, oh sorry, what were you going to no, say? No, go ahead. Yeah, no, like, and I, like, it just baffles me too that yeah. you guys 
aren't allowed to take anything yeah. because if anybody should be taking anything, I think it should be the special force yeah. operators. Yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. You mentioned TRT. I'm curious. Do you, do you separate those two of, of all of the other performance enhancing pro hormones or things like that? And just straight testosterone. Cause to me, like they're the same thing. But, it's still synthetic testosterone. It's just the doctor's giving you. <laughs> yeah. So it's called TRT as opposed to you just taking testosterone. Yeah. Do, do you think there's any merit to, to, if you keep it quote unquote, within the normal guidelines and not, not take more than, than what your body would naturally produce. Like as you oh, get yeah. older, or even like slightly above it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. With like, I know like bodybuilders that take like, I think like you're the normal range is like 250 milligrams or something like that, or MCGs or something like an average human like produces in a week or something. Um, I'm, I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but I know guys that take like fucking like 1200 milligrams or yeah. MCGs, they're bodybuilders and stuff like yeah. that. I'm just like, you're fucking, you're destroying your body, obviously. But like, if you keep it in like relatively like normal ranges that you're still able to heal faster, like develop more muscle mass and muscle tissue. When you're like relatively above the normal levels, you're not really getting like that much of a benefit. It's more of like a healing proprieties. So you can, you can train longer, you can recover faster and stuff like that. Yeah, like all the power to you. Just do your research and be like knowledgeable about what you're you're taking. Yeah, it's no different than smoking yeah. or doing yeah. anything. Anything else, yeah, or no, chewing absolutely. or whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving into kind of the e-commerce thing, one of the things I want to offer some of the listeners in that I I uh, you know very highly respect what you've done in terms of your presence on social media and, and how you've run your shit is. Uh, running an e-commerce based business in the fitness industry um, slash being an influencer. If you can, uh, you know, kind of synopsize some lessons learned and, and some advice for people that uh, that may want to get into that realm or things that you've kind of learned the hard way or, or whatever to, to give people some some advice. Yeah. The first thing I always like say, people overcomplicate everything. And it's just like anything in life. Everybody always wants to like overcomplicate things. So the first thing I always say is exhaust your organic reach first. So say you have a thousand followers in social media, exhaust all those thousand followers before you start looking into lead generation and click funnels and stuff like that, because it's an added expense you don't need. Like, especially if you're just starting. So if you're trying to sell, I don't know, fucking, uh, if you start a fitness apparel line or something like that, and you're trying to sell Bob's fitness apparel, like exhaust all your, your organic reach first and then start looking that way. It minimizes your overhead and you can, you can grow organically first. Mm-hmm. Um, there's never been a time in human history where it's been easier to make money Yeah, with, with, with online and internet and everything, especially starting from nothing. Yeah. Like you know. if you give me a business idea, I can tell you how to start that business idea within, within under $300. Yeah. You don't need a website. Well, depending on what it is, like most people think that you need a website. You don't need, I don't have websites for any of my companies. You don't need a website. It depending on what you're like selling. If you're selling like a product, you might need one, but you can use Shopify. You can use different things like that. E-commerce. But yeah, so just, People over over complicate things. Obviously, once you grow and you, your business starts like getting traction and stuff like that, you need to start outsourcing like a back end guy and drop shipping or whatever it may be or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably the biggest thing I would do is just yeah. don't over complicate things. Yeah, no, that's good advice. I think that's a that's a recurring theme for me in all aspects of life is, is trying to keep it fucking simple. But yeah, uh, moving into that same same realm, uh, you know, navigating social media generally speaking, I know it's easy to fuck up on that and, and, uh, you know, same kind of thing, like advice you could give lessons you've learned the hard way or any crazy fucking stories about things that you've done that you wish you hadn't or, or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm like social media and stuff like that. Like I am who I am and like, I'll always 
just fucking say what I want to say and I'll be myself. And if you like me, you like me. If you don't like me, you don't like me. That's cool. Whatever, I'll carry on with my day. Um, and that's how I tell people to portray themselves on social media because I have people that like, especially with my Financially Fit Academy, what it is, is is I consult people and I help mentor and guide them and coach them to growing online businesses. So a lot of the times they'll be like, oh, I saw so-and-so do this. I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. Like That's them though, that's not you. They're like, do you think I should do that? No, do, say what you want to say. Be who you are. That's what's going to make you relatable. And that's what's going to make your following or your fan base or whatever you want to call them, like appreciate you. They're going to like you for you. Yeah. So, and that's where you get clients and stuff like that or, or buyers. Yeah. So just always be yourself is essentially like what I say. Like I've never really done anything on social media that I ever regret or like I fucked up on. And I'm like, obviously like different posting times and stuff like that. Like understanding like, but Instagram helps you now. So like, Back in the day, they didn't have the insights and stuff like that, like where they tell you your best times, your prime times to post and such. So I kind of had to figure that out on my own. But yeah, like just understand, like understand who you're following is, where they are, what they want, like why they're following you and have a definitive message as to like what you want to talk about. Like me, I'm always talking about relationships and communication and business because those are, I think that relationships and communications are the two most important things in life. Everything, your success, your happiness, everything is going to depend on that, whether you can communicate with people and you, the relationships that you grow. So that's always been something that's super, that I've been passionate about is just understanding how to communicate better with people. And that's what I post about that and business. Cause I know how to make money online. So those are the things I talk about. Yeah. The, the, so the two businesses, um, the financially fit Academy, can you, can you tell me a little bit? I mean, is that geared more towards exactly what you're talking about? Yeah. So just- that like the financially fit Academy is. It's a comedy that I started with my business partner, Eric. And um, he was, he's super sick. Like, he's doing very well. He was able to, he was very similar to me. He's one of my best friends. Um, he was able to get, like, he wanted to get out of the nine to five. He did a little bit smart, more smart than I did. Whereas I just said, fuck it. And I jumped out and I did my thing. And I had to learn kind of the hard way on how to like grow my business and stuff. So I worked with him and like, he was able to get out of his, uh, he was a welder as well. He was able to get out of welding and like, he made $14,000 his first month. So, He'll never, ever go back. He's doing really well, and he's grown, grown and progressed since then. So we partnered up, and we created the Financially Fit Academy, and it's basically to teach people how to grow an online business. Um, we have dermatologists that don't want to have a clinic anymore. They just want to do online consultations, yeah. which I didn't know you could do until we had our, our first one that wanted to do that. Uh, makeup artists, a lot of, like a lot of online trainers, yeah. because that's, I, know how to, I know how to make you money online. So yeah. that's kind of like what a lot of our like clients are and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 No, that's good shit. And then the balanced bodies was just my personal training company that yeah. uh, me and Eric own together now. And we have a few trainers that work for us. And then, um, yeah, it, that's the training aspect. Yeah. No, that's good shit. It, to me, it seems like a, a both good and smart mix of, uh, you know, offering what, what you're into anyway. Yeah. So that, that makes a lot of fucking sense. Um, yeah. In terms of personal life and, and kind of your philosophy, one of the things I've noticed as being a, a bit of a recurring theme is I was chasing a girl here. I just broken up with a girl there. <laughs> like, is that is that the the Achilles heel? Is that is that Collins kryptonite a little bit? No, not so much. It's just <laughs> oh, I'm like I, I love love. So yeah, yeah like I, I, if I'm interested in a girl, like I'll move across the country for her. So <laughs> it, it may be my Achilles heel, but yeah, um, yeah no. If I have, if I have a strong connection with anybody, like my best friend Tyler, he's in Virginia Beach. I I, I fly down there all the time to hang out with him, party yeah. with him. If I have a connection with somebody, like I'm one of the most loyal people that, like ever. Like I and I appreciate loyalty, and I yeah. I keep my circle small. So, 
Um, I do anything for my friends and family. So yeah. um, if I have a good connection with somebody, like I'll, I'll go to, to be with them. Yeah, no, that's fucking great. Is there a kind of a mantra that you live by in terms of your, your personal philosophy in life? Not so much. Just, um, just don't be a shitty person. <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. Right. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, let's get some T-shirts made up. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did notice one of the things I, I love seeing the, the different videos you post of the, the Dutch Shepherd that you have. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, about her? Yeah, so Vega, she's awesome. So I used to own two, uh, two other Dutch Shepherds with the girl that I was with in Ontario. But then we split up and... Um, we own a property together. Like it's one of my investment properties that I have. Um, so it was, it was better. Like it was just better for the dogs. We had a massive backyard and stuff like that. And I was coming back to basically nothing in my, in Edmonton. So it was just better for the dogs, for her to keep them. Like one of the dogs was hers. The big male was mine, but she loved them both. She was a good dog owner and stuff like that. So, um, she kept both the dogs. So when I came back, I'm like, I was like, well, I love the breed. Like I like hiking and camping and being outdoors and stuff like that. And, so I uh, yeah, I just went and picked up another Dutch Shepherd, and she'll be three in April. Oh, nice. Did, yeah, so did you get her a, in the States? or? Uh, where did she come from? I bought her. They flew her in from San Diego. No, no shit. I think she came from San Diego. Mm. Or no, I can't remember where, I, where they flew her in from. But um, yeah, no, she's, she's an amazing dog. I'm like, there's been, like, and I, I love dogs because there's been so many days that she's, I don't want to get up. I don't want to fucking like do anything. Like I'm tired. I'm running yeah. down, but I got to get up and I got to work her because yeah. she's out of fucking control. Yeah. So she needs to be exercised. So then once I get up and I'm moving and I'm outdoors and stuff like that, like I'm in the mindset of growing and progressing then I, I can yeah. do my tasks and get shit yeah. done. No, they, they do have an amazing way of keeping you or, or holding you accountable. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's no, and I love shit. it. And I always yeah. say that like if, if I don't say get a dog for that reason, obviously, <laughs> but <laughs> It's something that a dog will help you with. Yeah. Is your life you. fucked up? Go get a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make sure you fuck the dog's life up too. Yeah, right. yeah, no. Make sure, and like, especially with these fucking breeds, yeah. people are like, I get messages all the time. I'm sure you probably oh, get them God. all the time. Yeah. People are like, oh, I want to get a dog. Like, your dog's so cool. I'm like, well, do you yeah. know anything about the breed? Yeah. And they're like, no. I was like, don't get the dog. Yeah. Do a bunch of research, figure yeah. out what this dog is yeah. like. Yeah. Everything that makes a good, especially with Malinois shepherds, <laughs> that make them a, a good standard of their breed makes them horrible fucking house pets. Oh, you know? Like if yeah. I, if I didn't know my own companies and like oh, yeah. got to make my own schedule and stuff, yeah. I could never have this dog. Yeah. Yep. Like I'm outside like four hours a day with her, like yeah. running oh, her and working her. Yeah. No, they, they keep you honest. No doubt yeah. about it. Have you done any, uh, any training with her above and beyond? Yeah, I did basic? search and rescue with her for uh, a little while, but then my second business took off and I just kind of like fell off it. Yeah. So I was doing bite work. I was doing shunts and training with her and stuff like that for the first, like first like year I had her or no. No, no, she was a year old. I did it for like four months with her. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, like I would rather potentially like volunteer and do something like, like you were, like we were discussing, like have like this, you have this tool that like you're not using. So if I could volunteer and do search and rescue and yeah. help somebody, yeah, that would be great for me. She sure. doesn't care what she's doing. She just wants to work. Yeah. So, um, and then I switched her into search and rescue, but then kind of just fell off like, because like I didn't have the time. Like I had to drive like an hour and a half out into like the country to, mm -hmm. to be able to train with her and stuff like that. That's where like the. Canadian Search and Relief Disaster Dog Association was. So I had to, I just, I didn't have the time like with my business and stuff. So yeah. now I just run her, work her, she yeah. does her thing. Did, did you find that she took the bullshits and, and, uh, and the rescue work fairly, fairly easily? Oh yeah. Like she'll pick up like anything I want to teach her, like yeah. her, like work with her. She picks it up right yeah. away. Super cognitive and operant. Oh yeah. She's a, 
She's a sweetheart, but she'll go zero to 100 real quick. Yeah, that's fine. Especially good. when there's coyotes around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, before we get into politics, one thing that I, I failed to ask, and I'll go ahead and choke myself for the listeners, uh, CBD oil, is that something that you take, like, one, is it is it legal in, in Canada? Yeah, yeah, so it just became legal, like marijuana became legalized, like, in October, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, I, I was never big into, like, weed, or, like, I, I never, like, I smoked, like, a couple times in my life, like, up until. Yeah, um, allegedly. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I didn't really smoke it until I, uh, I went and volunteered in Central America for, like, a few, like, a month. And um, it just grew wild there. So yeah. like, there, we were up in the middle of the mountains. We were, I was working at a, a wildlife rehabilitation center, oh, shit. and uh, which was an amazing experience. But there was like no Wi-Fi, no TV or anything like that. So yeah. like a lot of the times we would just kind of smoke weed and, <laughs> and uh, like chat. It was awesome because you had people yeah. from Israel and Amsterdam and the states and Canada, and like yeah. you just had all these different cultural. When, at, at what point in your life would uh, was this? Uh, this is like two years ago. No shit. Yeah. Just took a year or a couple of months and fucking went down there and. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I had a friend that went and volunteered at this certain uh, wildlife rehabilitation center. Um, she talked about it, said it was an amazing experience. Uh, and then another, she was going back. Another there. check was involved. Yeah. No, she's one of my best friends. She's married. <laughs> she has a kid and everything like that. So yeah, no. So I, I went with her and yeah, it was great. So it was well, probably one of the most amazing experiences of my yeah. life. What uh, what was the nature of the re- rehab work, animal wise? Like, what were you working? So on? they um, there's there's um, white faced capuchins. Uh, they're like the monkey off of Friends. That's a white faced capuchin. Yeah. Um, there's spider monkeys. There's um, jaguars, margays, um, kinkajous, um, anteaters, sloths. Um, there's there's all sorts of animals and essentially what they were were some of them were injured like they got hit by cars and stuff like that this is i was up in costa rica like right on the costa rican panamanian border so some but a lot of them were rescued from the exotic pet trade so people would buy a jaguar as a pet they'd yank out its fucking claws and like cap its teeth yeah and then obviously you can't put it back in the wild because you just took its fucking predatory weapons away yeah so um yeah they would work with them and stuff like that so um, a lot of them were just like injured and then we would rehabilitate them and put them back into the wild, but some of them won't ever go back into the wild. So, so like, it sounds like it's half, half rehab, half sanctuary. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. fucking, that's pretty no, cool. No, it was really cool. It was, it was a good experience. Is that something that you took an interest in prior to that or was it just kind of? Um, I've always loved animals and stuff like that. Like at the same time, I'm kind of like a paradox. <laughs> like yeah. my brother always like, like I like hunting and stuff like that, yeah. but I also love like, I love animals. Yeah. So I like hunting if you're if you're gonna eat and you're gonna eat your own meat and stuff yeah. like that. Like I'm 100 percent for it. It's better than fucking getting your food from like slaughterhouse or something yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, no, I've always loved animals. Like so, I'm planning on doing a trip up in uh, Johannesburg, South Africa, and working with a big cat sanctuary. Oh no shit. Um, there'll be like cheetahs, leopards, uh, lions, tigers, and stuff. Yeah. How, so, how did you like? How did you fucking line that up? Um, so after I did that trip, um, I, I kind of I didn't really talk about it because I. I don't really like the post shit that I like do that's like good stuff because I do it for myself. I don't it's like you're do it blowing your own media. fucking horn. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, look at me. I'm up in Central America volunteering. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. fucking care. I just want to yeah. go do it and have the experience and learn and grow from it. The, the Sean Penn bringing the fucking yeah, old lady up. Yeah, you got the it. Sarah McLaughlin in the yeah. eyes of an angel and me petting like a sloth or something. Yeah. But um, no, so after I did that, I, like, I made like one or two posts, but I have a smaller account on my personal account. Yeah. So like I posted on that. And then uh, this this company reached out to me, and I was supposed to go there in August actually, but then my like my third company took off and it got busy and stuff like that, so I wasn't able to go. So I'm planning on going in April or yeah. sorry in August of this yeah. year. Oh, that's good shit. Yeah, it'll be really cool. That, that sounds neat as fuck. That's uh, that's awesome. Um, 
All right. So one of the last things I wanted to talk about is, uh, is politics, just with the, the kind of the difference. I'm always curious to get somebody from another country, even though Canada is so fucking close to the U.S. <laughs> figuratively, figuratively and literally that uh, there's not a huge difference. But guns, foreign policy, progressiveness, uh, to me, like as an outsider looking in and having been there a number of times, there does seem to, to be a, a bit of a disparity as it relates to the the progressive bordering on socialist nature with which Canada tends to operate in, in their government capacity. I'm curious to get uh, your perspective having grown up there, but also spent a lot of time here. Um, what What is your thoughts on, on how Canada is as a country politically and, and where they're at and what you think of it? Um, I'm probably not the best person because I literally don't pay much attention to politics. Yeah. So I'm going to be completely honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really pay much attention to it just because obviously it affects me and stuff like that, but it's never ever really like, there's always two sides to every coin. Sure. So one person's always happy about something. One person's always fucking bitching about something. So yeah. I just like step away from it. I really don't care. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens type thing. I think that America, American politics and like Trump and stuff like that has done like a lot of good things. Canada's done a lot of good things and stuff like that, but Canada's just like, they just kind of shit like, they just shit on their own country a lot. Like our prime minister <laughs> like gives away a bunch of money to other countries and stuff like that that could be used for other things like pipeline. Like our country's ran by oil basically. Yeah. So and then like our prime minister kind of shits on our oil industry. So is that is that kind of a a, a general theme of of what your take on Trudeau is? Is that he's kind of a bastard? He seems yeah. like a fucking dipshit to me. But. Yeah. He's just kind of like I don't know much about it enough to like give you like an educated opinion or anything like that because I try not to like pay attention to it. But like, from what I'm hearing, he's just giving away a bunch of our taxpayers' money yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. like and not keeping in the country to grow and progress our country. Yeah. But which which I do respect about Trump because Trump's doing a lot of good things. From I don't follow your guys' politics, but my buddy Tyler's the team guy. He's always he's a huge Trump supporter and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So he's always telling me like all this different stuff. Yeah. So force feeding you a bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't care, Tyler. Like yeah. it doesn't pertain to me in any way. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, I would say the the collective. Uh, I don't really consider myself necessarily right wing. I mean, I I find myself aligning with probably more policies on the on the right side than the left. And what exactly is right wing? Because we don't like, like have that in Canada. Republican conservative. Um, you know, tr Trump is he he ran on the on the Republican or conservative platform. Okay, but, and that's more like like pro guns and stuff like uh, that. Sort like, of. I mean, it's. I mean, it, it, it's. Because the liberals are more of like, yeah. I don't know, like the pussies of like the country. Uh, in my opinion, yeah, I mean, like, I'll put it this way, is that if I, if I just oversimplify it and say, you know, that the type, especially with men, the type of, and I'll even break down the women for you women listening, the, the type of men that you typically see who are avid left wing, whether they're bordering on socialism or, or just staunch, um, you know, democratic supporters they generally and not all of them but generally speaking they, they don't usually come across as fucking men okay they just don't i mean i'm not saying that there aren't i've met some but not very fucking many like okay. most of the guys i meet I, I look at them and and they're spineless fucking beta males that have their balls in their wife's purse okay um that you know they're yes men they, they don't want to offend anybody you know they want to talk you know, they, they'll wrap a chain around their neck and talk about you know fucking reparations for slavery i mean like they're they're just people that that are so emasculated that to me it, it's almost biologically fucking inappropriate uh or borders on it and with the women typically uh again not always but they're they're usually the more staunch in your face you know like screaming for for women's rights and and 
uh, equality when, from my perspective, it, it, it tends to lean more towards preferential treatment versus equality. And I'll give you an example uh, just with the NFL because it's, so, it's something that I noticed here recently was that there was a, a Kansas City Chiefs player that that got shit canned from the team immediately when a video surfaced just a couple weeks ago uh, of, of an altercation with him and a, and a woman in a hotel uh, hallway. And uh, watching the video, like she's in his face and I don't know if she's spitting on him or yelling at him or whatever. I mean, she's fucking going berserk. Uh, and he kind of half pushes her and she falls on the ground and they say that he kicks her like he goes over and kind of shoves her with his foot. Now, I have my own opinions on how women should be treated. However, uh, is that number one is that, you know, to me, like it's it's uh, wildly hypocritical to say, you know, we're the same and we want e equal treatment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if that had been a guy, it wouldn't have oh, even made the news. <laughs> well, it wouldn't have made the news and he wouldn't yeah. have gotten fired for it. Yeah. So why is it because it's a woman now there, there's there needs to be this fucking feigned outrage about it. It's like if, if you want to be equal, then then it's it's all the time. It's not when it's convenient. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not just when th this quota needs to be filled at this job, but when it comes to getting your ass handed to you, like well you can't because you're a woman. Like the whole domestic violence thing. It's like if it's a guy, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. You know. So anyway, my point is is that you know it's the. It's those progressive social issue is everything like those are the types of people that are typically uh, fall into the into the, uh, the the liberal camp, if you will. Now, my perception of, of what it's like in Canada is that as as a collective, uh, you know, aggregate, you know, mean average that that exists in your country is that it seems like it's more on that progressive side than it is in in, in the States. I feel like it would be like. Like, a, it's just a big melting pot. It's just a big mixture of that. Like, you'll have, like, yeah, you'll have, like, more, what did you call them? Uh, liberals? Yeah, you'll have more liberals and then the Republican. Like, but, like, we don't have, like, those terms for them. Mm -hmm. um, they're just all kind of mixed, I suppose. We just yeah. definitely have a lot of, like, the people that you're describing as liberals, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, especially in, like, they're more populated in different sure. cities and stuff like that. I'm well, sure, like in different regions. Yeah, it's the same thing here. I mean, you know, to me, it's it's ironic and uh, almost laughable, I think, and that generally, you know, in these big metropolitan areas where you see larger concentrations of liberals is that they're generally people who depend on a lot of other fucking people to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, trash collectors, fucking police officers, you know, whereas the people who, who generally take it upon themselves, who live in more rural areas, who can hunt for themselves, who protect themselves, who fix all their own shit, you know, are, are generally super staunch fucking Republicans. Yeah. And, and to me, like, that should tell you a lot, you know, when, when it comes to, to voting time and, and generally liberals are, are, are far quicker to snatch fucking you know money and, and pay for all of these subsidized government programs because it benefits them and, and yeah. a lot of them fucking need it to survive whereas if there was a catastrophe on, a, on an apocalyptical level they would be the first to be fucking exterminated like, i mean they would die within a matter of days you know so but whatever we can talk about that forever but obviously if you're not that into politics it's uh, yeah no and like that sounds like because i was saying that alberta the province that i live in is very yeah. similar to texas like i would say that we're more like so your republican people yeah everybody depends on like oil's big so everybody like, yeah i would yeah. say that i guess the province that i live in is more republican yeah but if you go to a different province like british columbia um they're more like liberal minded yeah. i suppose yeah yeah because they're all like like more like organic vegan type <laughs> yeah. like people and yeah, stuff hugging like hugging trees and down yeah, in granola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean it's it's very similar here. Just like I said, it my perception 
of, of Canada as a whole is it tends to lean, it seems to tend to lean a little more on the, on the liberal or, yeah, or progressive yeah, side. I guess so. Like as a whole, I would say more yeah. so probably that like sense. Yeah. But like a lot of like, it just could be the people that I hang out with. Like a lot of people aren't happy with like the, that whole liberal mindset type thing because yeah, that's refreshing. Yeah. They, they don't want that. Yeah. So, um, but it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and that's why I don't really pay too much attention to politics. I do my own thing and carry on my yeah. own way. Having some friends that are team guys and, and spending a fair bit of time here, what what is your take quickly on guns as it relates to Canada? Like, do you think that it's it's too strict? Do you wish that it was easier to to in Canada? Um, I think Canada's gun control is is good. Like, it, it, All right, we're it's we're going to end this interview right now. No, yeah, it's, it's it's where it needs to be. It's different though. It's different cultures. So like, like in the states, like. Like we don't have shootings. Like, like there's like one shooting a year in like Canada, if evening, and it's like a guy with like a fucking hunting rifle and he hammered off like three rounds or something. Mm-hmm. It's not like an AR-15 or something like that. But like, it, it's completely, it's two different like, two different beasts, I suppose. Because in the states, like, if if I lived in the states, I would be probably more pro guns because you everybody's got a fucking gun. I'd want a gun. Yeah. But I'm in Canada. Nobody has a gun. I don't need a fucking gun. Yeah. Um. So like. I would say I'm I'm more pro gun, but I just in my mindset, like from being from Canada, like we don't yeah. need guns. Yeah, like I grew up hunting and stuff like that. My dad's got a plethora of weapons and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we can have guns. It's just you can't carry them on you. Yeah, is all it is. Like you have to have it like locked up in like your vehicle and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I like to, to bust balls and joke, but I, I, I do agree. Like that one of the things that drives me nuts is the comparison of, you know, America to Canada or New Zealand or Australia or, no, they're, they're two or, different or England or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like two this, different cultures. Yeah, I mean, this country was, was built on guns being taken away or not. You know, yeah. I mean, that's what kicked it all off, you know, so it's just, it, it is, it's a totally different. No, and I always like, even when I see those comparisons, I'm like, well, it's like fucking apples to oranges. Yeah. They're, they're two different things. Yeah, yep. No, I agree. It's, I always like to get uh, get that perspective, though. Um, as we wrap up here, one of the things uh, with you, you know, with your online presence, whatever, I, I want to relay to the listeners is where can people find you, um, and what's the best way to, to contract your services or find out more about what you offer? Yeah, um, just go to like Colin Joseph underscore Fit. Uh, that's my Instagram handle. And then if you're wanting to grow an online business and then get enrolled in the Financially Fit Academy, uh, you just click the link in my Instagram bio and set up a. You fill out an application. It takes like two minutes. Uh, set up a consultation call, and then myself and my business partner Eric. Yeah, we have usually have a consultation call to see if we can like better serve uh, the people that are talking to us. Um, or if you want to do like the, uh, if you want personal training, they just same thing, same. You click the link in my Instagram bio, and then you just click uh, personal training, and that'll bring you to Balanced Bodies. They would fill out an application, then I would have a consultation call. Uh, same way I was. That way I can figure out who they are. I can t- chat with them a bit, figure out their their routine, their lifestyle, what training and nutritional approach would work best for them. Yeah. So yeah. That's, okay. That's how they, they find me. Well, good shit. Anything else that you want to add uh, to this episode? I want to know why Texas. Why'd you come from Coronado to Texas? Uh, well, that's a good question. Are you like from here originally? I'm not. I'm actually oh. from from Northern Iowa, which is not not too dissimilar from most of Canada. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, rural, cold as fuck in the winter. Um, for for me, it was a it was a couple of things. Is that um, I, I wanted to have property that was conducive to having dogs in in a few different ways. Number one was it's centrally located. Uh, you know, yeah. if if I'm working with departments on California or Upper East yeah. Coast or whatever, is that I'm as, easy to send off a dog. Yeah, or, or it's it's at least as centrally located to where I'm, you know I'm not on one coast having to go you know cross yeah. country. Weather wise, um, especially at the time of when I set set the business up, um, the heat and the 
summer here, as extreme as it is, uh, is a good preparation for dogs that have to go to the Middle East um, oh, to, yeah, to, ac- to acclimate yeah, them. Um, it, it doesn't get miserably cold here. I mean, it gets colder than I think people realize, especially where I'm at in, in North Texas, but but certainly not like you know the Midwest or, or up, up north where you're at. And so yeah. it, it's a little more conducive to to having a kennel facility with dogs where, um, you know, it's a little easier to keep weight on them. Or if you're whelping puppies, you know, the, yeah. the weather's a little more conducive. From a culture standpoint, there's no state tax here, which is a really nice business benefit. Uh, Texas offers a shitload of really, really uh, good, high-quality veterans benefits, whether it's real estate taxes or education for, for children, uh, different VA benefits, things of that nature. Uh, and then the culture and the people uh, here I, I really like. I mean, Texas is one of one of if not probably the most fucking proud state of the union and that they i i really appreciate um you know how into state pride people are almost to a fault i mean like they're me even though i've been here 10 fucking years like i'm still not a texan you know from people that yeah. grew up here they're like yeah you know we'll let you stay but <laughs> but I, you know i'm not like one of them uh, yeah, yeah. but i i appreciate how how prideful people are and, and how well they take care of their shit here. And especially out in, in rural East Texas, Northeast Texas, where I'm at, it's, it's just really good salt of the earth down, down to earth people that uh, give you the shirt off their back and they're just good fucking people, you know? So all of those things combined, the real estate's cheap on top of it. Um, you know, so all, all those things combined was just, uh, it kind of made sense for me to, to start this business here and, and be able to do, uh, do what I wanted to do. But Okay. Yeah. But, oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering why Texas. I thought yeah. maybe you were from here or something yeah. like that. No, no. I, I kind of, there's times where I wish I was, but um, just, you know, again, because it's such a cool state. But um, but no, I mean, I'll always be an Iowa boy from uh, from from the start, so I'll, I'll stick to that. But um, all right. So a couple things before, uh, before we wrap up here. I just want to talk about, uh, just because I don't like to flutter you guys with ads all over other shit, I am going to tell you about uh, the Tricos online training uh, if you have a dog. Um, and you need it fucking trained, do it yourself. Um, and one of the things, because Colin is on here, uh, we're going to offer, uh, the code Colin 10 to get 10% off the Tricos online, uh, dog training program, which uh, is getting ready to be a certification program. By the time this airs, it will be where you can actually get a Tricos team dog online training certificate for completing it. There's quizzes and a test at the end. You have to go through it in order, uh, but it's a good feather in the cap for those out there who are dog trainers or dog walkers or, uh, industry professionals in any regard. Uh, we also carry the trite, and that's at uh, teamdog.pet. Uh, so check that shit out. And uh, and again, if you're listening to this episode, um, you know, enter that code in, and you get 10% off the uh, the online uh, yearly subscription. Uh, CBD oil, the Tricos CBD oil, Tricos supplements have had a, a shit ton of good feedback in terms of uh, the different benefits that it's given dogs. And then, and one of the neat things about dogs, unlike people, just like with the pre-workout, there is no fucking placebo effect in dogs. They do not give a shit that you're giving them CBD oil. So you uh, you know face value. It's a, it's a damn good litmus test to see if the shit works or not. And we've gotten, I mean, you can you can go on trichosupplements.com and look at all of the feedback that we've gotten. Um, also, just go on trichos.com for the merchandise. You can also get the mic drop 
merchandise, which uh, has the "We Don't Give a Shit About Your Feelings" shirts and the "Go Choke Yourself" one with the uh, with the microphone noose that have been uh, real popular. Just to let everybody know, we've also got some good shit coming down the pipe here in the next couple of months. There will be a Tricos dog food uh, and treat available here shortly, as well as a dog crate that I've been working with for uh, with a company for the last better part of two fucking years, developing the last crate that you will ever need to buy that is almost ready. Uh, we're making the last couple of tweaks to it. Tricos collar and leash will be available very, very soon through a major uh, canine manufacturing company that uh, pretty much everybody's heard of that as in the dog world at all that uh, that will will launch here shortly uh, that we switched uh, manufacturers and, and those will be available again here soon uh, and we've got some other products that uh, that i can't talk about yet but that are coming down uh, later later in 2019 check all that shit out um anything else you want to add before we uh, close shop no, man it was an absolute pleasure uh, being on your podcast yeah. thanks for having me I, I can't thank you enough like i said i know uh, it's a it's a fucking jaunt out here and uh, and it's a kind of a rainy shitty day so i appreciate you coming that's nah, better than the snow yeah amen uh for all you listeners um all you assholes that uh, that continue to support me even though i don't deserve it uh i, I truly and humbly appreciate all of it uh, we would not be able to do what we do without it and uh so for those of you that are listening feel free to choke yourself uh if you're not do it twice and until next time this is mike drop I'm Nick, the host of the UFO Chronicles podcast, with first-hand witness accounts of the strange and unexplained, covering UFOs, cryptids, conspiracies, and the paranormal. Real people, real encounters. So come with us on the journey into the unknown. UFO Chronicles podcast is available to listen to on all apps. I'll see you soon. I'm Nick, the host of the UFO Chronicles podcast, with first-hand witness accounts of the strange and unexplained, covering UFOs, cryptids, conspiracies, and the paranormal. Real people, real encounters. So come with us on the journey into the unknown. UFO Chronicles podcast is available to listen to on all apps. I'll see you soon. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.